Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. How's things? Um, yes, not too bad, not too bad. As you just said to me off air, you hope I have something fun to say to introduce <laughs> the podcast. Yes, I have nothing. Let you behind, in behind the curtain there, listeners. Um, it's all it's all running like clockwork. I saw Wicked the other day. Oh yeah, how was it? It was Wicked. Real. As, as the kids are so saying. bad, Colin. It's like, <laughs> that's like the, whole, the 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 laziest laziest part ever. It is. I'm still very. It's not even the first time I've done that part. I know. <laughs> Do the kids the kids still say wicked? Who knows? But you enjoyed it. It was good fun. It makes me want to go and see Wizard of Oz again to to put all the, the pieces film. together. Okay, I think they do a wicked film soon, aren't they? Well, they oh yes, I, I heard that actually. Yeah, yeah. But yes, no, I I didn't really know the songs, uh, but it's good fun. Which, um, which is your favorite song? Uh, well, that's the thing. I think I, I think I've discovered that when I see musical, it's good if I know the songs already, so I can kind of because <laughs> I've forgotten most. I, I mean, Define Gravity was very impressive. Um, uh, yeah, so I think it's the classic, isn't it? But uh, yeah, uh, things like when I saw Les Mis, I already knew most of the songs, and it was great because I could kind of like hum along. And mm, that's but, true. Uh, so next time I see a new musical, maybe I'll uh, listen to the songs beforehand. Yeah, yeah, good point taken. Uh, today we are talking about actors who have played multiple characters in films. Was he twins? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of twins. Okay. Yeah, I've got a few twins. Um, we're doing, talking about the films of Eddie Murphy. We have a quiz on Guillermo del Toro and much, 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 much more. more. But we start off as ever with the news. Do you have some news for Musician? Well, it has to be the Oscars, right? We it have does. to talk about the Oscars. <laughs> I was thinking about that, actually, you know. Um, what's the word for it? Talk about something else suddenly, um, just because. But uh, I think it has to be the Oscars. Um, so the Oscars have came and went last Sunday. Oh yes. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was the host, and I think it was probably the least surprising Oscars ever. Why do you say that? Yeah, well, I think the Best Picture was—I mean, not a huge upset, but it was a bit of a surprise because we well, Three yeah, Billboards was the favorite. That that is true, and I still prefer Three Billboards over The Shape of Water. I've now seen The Shape of Water since our last podcast. Um, uh, if I were to... Okay, I'm, I'm describing a film. Okay, it's, it's, it's a film where there's a... maybe The lead character feels kind of isolated, ostracised, a bit lonely. Um, befriends an, a, a weird aquatic creature, a sea creature. Uh, they, they strike up a relationship. He realises that this creature needs to be set free. Um, so it releases this creature after being chased by bad guys who don't want the creature to be released. Mm-hmm. What film am I describing, Zijan? Except Free Willy didn't That's... go and bite off the antagonist's heads off, right? That's true. Free Willy is a great, great film. Yeah, um, he didn't bite that person's head off. He didn't, like, you know... No, he was very very gentle. He, he didn't give the boy gills in the end. No, he did. the boy didn't sleep with him. Um, <laughs> uh, Free Willy is a wonderful film. The Shape of Water it was also good, but... It just made me think of Free Willy. <laughs> uh, it, it was very similar. I, I had to give it to you. Yeah, it, it brought memories of Free Willy and, of course, uh, Beauty and the Beast as well. Oh yeah, very true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but yeah, no, beautiful film. I thought great production design. Francis McDormand, not Francis McDormand. Um, Sally Hawkins was was wonderful. I thought Michael Shannon as, as the bad guy was uh, a bit two dimensional. He was. He reminds me of Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Okay, yeah. it's like this whole big pompous in your face, like chewing every scene. Basically. I mean, that's, that's Michael Shannon, isn't it? That's, he's, <laughs> he's usually the bad guy. But yeah, that's no, good. Um, I haven't seen Three three Billboards, so I can't compare to that. But um, I've got to say, uh, I, Shave Water's probably made my fourth or fifth favourite film I've seen this year. Um, so it's <laughs> not, not, not ringing. I mean, it's, it's still good. I think I've seen a lot of good films because I guess Oscar season and all that. But um, yeah. I thought but, the acting uh, knots were predictable. Yeah, I think when we were doing, when we were talking about it before, I thought maybe um, maybe Sam Rockwell wouldn't win Best Supporting, but the but he did. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no no surprises anywhere apart from yeah that slight slight surprise on Best Film. So, yeah, very very safe. I, I think they're just trying to avoid the whole La La Land mishap maybe. last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the cap it very predictable. So you can't really like you know say something off. At least Roger Deakins has got his... Uh, his yeah, I'm so happy for that. I'm really, really happy for well him. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah, 14th attempt. And State Pride of 2049. Good, good work. Oh, it's a really good film. I think he deserves it for the film. It's a beautiful film. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as the Oscars, it was the Razzies. Um, 
You'll be devastated, Sijan, to learn that uh, Tom Cruise won Worst Actor uh, for his work in The Mummy. Yeah, so so painful. My my heart breaks for him and his multi-million mansion and everything else. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I was upset. Uh, Why were you upset? I wasn't that upset. <laughs> Apparently The Rock turned up to collect the, uh, the one for Baywatch. I have not seen Baywatch, but I've heard many dreadful things about it. Um, I've seen bits of it that the guy who sat next to me on the plane was watching when I went to Toronto. <laughs> it did look terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, that looked really, really bad. Uh, the worst film was the Emoji Movie, which I haven't seen. But um... uh, I'm glad I, have, I didn't see it either. Yeah, and though I'm a big advocate for animated films, not mm. all animated films are gold. No, no. Uh, what else we got? The... Um... Uh, Men in Black spin-off, which Sony have been playing around for a while. Apparently Chris Hemsworth is in talks for that. Ah, yes, I heard. And it's going to be a totally different story, right? So, like, none of the main characters will appear in this film. Well, I've heard they, they might be getting... I've said in the same universe, they might be getting kind of cameos or something. But I, I guess it's all very up in the air at the moment. Um, I think it's a shame they ditched that 23 Jump Street Men, off Men in Black crossover. That sounds nope. like it would be fun to me. It could be, but it could be really bad as well. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I trust. What well, depends if they had uh, Lord and Miller on board? Uh, mm. I think I think it would have worked. But yeah, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he's he's, he's a funny guy, as we saw in uh, in Thor Ragnarok. He's uh, yes. Um, so why not? Eh? Mm. Why not? He, have you seen the small the the YouTube clips of uh, Chris Hemsworth's Thor with a normal roommate? Yes. Called, uh, what's his name? Derek or Dave? Uh, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Yes. Very That's funny. hilarious. That's so funny. So yeah, it'd be Men in Black obviously very much a kind of a, a, well, it's like a body cop movie in some ways. So it'd be interesting to see who the, if they do a Chris Hemsworth, who they pair him with. Mm. Maybe he's the. Do you think he'll be the main character? Will he be the Will Smith character? I think he would be right. He, well, it's been, yeah. I mean, he'd definitely be one of the the leads. I don't know whether they'd go down the same route of mm-hmm. new young guy and old grizzled guy. Whether they want to do something a bit different. I could see them pairing him with a with a woman. Yeah, just, cool. to, just just to kind of be a bit different to the old old thing. Why not, right? Why not? Why not, indeed? Mm. I can think of no reason. <laughs> uh, Terminator 6. Terminator 6, yes. Yep, it's just cast Mackenzie Davis in the lead role. In the lead role? Yeah, oh. but she's not going to play a Terminator, but she's the lead okay. role. Okay, we, not we know her she... from films such as The Martian. Yes, but I, I, I can't remember her in The Martian either, because... I know Jessica Chastain and Kate Mara. Yeah, she she was um she was back on Earth. She was in the uh, computer room. She was, I think, some sort of computer whiz. That's I remember Kristen Wiig as well. Yeah, she she I'm sure she interacted with Kristen, but yeah, she was um she was also uh she was also in Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Um, yeah, yes. I've not not seen Massive, but she's always been pretty good. But so, uh, Lin, Linda Hamilton's coming back for this as well, isn't she? Yes, and so is Arnie and. This apparently is a sequel that will ignore every film in the franchise after Terminator 2. So I hear, yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, that it, third... In fairness, Terminator films don't make any sense together anyway. So it's a... That's true. Why not? This is a third attempt to make a new trilogy. Yes. Because that's what everyone likes to do, you know. Start a new trilogy out and see what happens. Yeah. I, I, say, not, I enjoy Genesis, but, um, but it's not really a patch on the first two. No. Well, good luck to him. <laughs> Jim Cameron's involved, isn't he, uh, mm. for this one? So maybe maybe it stands more of a chance. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> you have, the big size says everything, Colin. Speaking of Kristen Wiig, uh, she is in Wonder Woman 2. As uh, the nemesis. Yes. Ch- Cheetah? Cheetah. Tell me about Cheetah. <laughs> well, is, she a, is she a cheetah? She is... Um, a woman who got mixed up with some uh, African mythology thingy, thingamajig. She was just like, like she's an archaeologist, I think. Okay. And then she got hold of some, some you know, cheetah god amulet thingy. In Africa. So basically, what what the good people at DC have done is like, hmm, African films about superhero cat characters. <laughs> <laughs> They're big. <laughs> let's let's well, do that. To, to be fair though, the cheetah is probably Wonder Woman's, uh, one of her main antagonists, okay. one of her main villains uh, after Ares really, because uh, she's on par with her in terms of strength and speed and agility, so mm. I think she was she made a very good counterpoint to Wonder Woman. And did you know that the part was originally offered to Emma Stone? 
I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. She hmm. she passed on the opportunity, the wonderful opportunity to work for DC Extended Universe. Mm. Well, she's already had a had a crack at uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, hasn't she? Um, mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Emma Stone is great. I'd happily watch her in anything, but I'm not sure that would have that kind of doesn't sound like it suits her brilliantly. Mm. No, but well, well, you never know. Who knows? But yeah, Kristen Wiig. Uh, more more used to seeing her in comedy things, but I'm sure she uh, sure she can do it. Has she done drama before? I think. Well, I was trying to. I'm sure she had. So, um, I mean, The Martian. Although the Golden Globes thought it was a comedy, the rest <laughs> of us didn't. Uh, um, I, I guess Walter Mitty was was more was yeah. less comedic. Yeah, 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 yeah roles. And she did something with Jason Bateman. I can't remember what it's called now, but that was a. And no, I think. I th- well, maybe it was a comedy drama. But Jason Bateman is usually comedy as well. Right? He, he is. I think actually, no, no, I think of it. I, I've not seen the film, but I think it was one of those kind of, yeah, as a dramedies. So it was a. Of course, uh, do you do it with like quotation marks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like Kristen Wiig though. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's. Uh, I liked her from her Saturday Night Live uh, days, and I liked her now. So I'm, I'm glad. Like, You're consistent. Like um, yeah, she was huge in Adventureland, didn't she? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh there's a new Silver Surfer movie coming, currently being written. Hmm. I think this is Fox trying to hold. Well. I'm gonna say Fox trying to hold on to stuff, but Disney bought Fox, haven't they? So well, not it, it's in still in progress, I think. But um, yeah, okay. I guess because Silver Surfer is part of the Fantastic Four franchise, yeah. I guess having a Silver Surfer movie means oh look, we've um, we've we've fulfilled our part of the contract to yeah. produce a lukewarm adaptation of the Fantastic Four comics. So here you guys yeah. go. Well, because they've already got a Doctor Doom solo movie in the works, haven't they? Yeah. So, so of course, why? So why just, not? Let's just make the Fantastic Four enemies. Films without the Fantastic Four in them, uh, so, and we'll see how yeah, good Venom is next year. I know that's not Fox, but this this whole idea of doing films about uh, about the yeah, antagonists the without yeah. without the main protagonist in it, um, hmm, good work, I suppose. The the patterns are. Do, would you would you like to see a film where it's just about a bad guy, a layered bad guy? I'd love to see a film that's a a group of the worst bad guys ever <laughs> who turn good who, who may be some sort of suicide squad that would <laughs> be awesome I, 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 no, I can't see how that film works but uh, let's see I mean I guess anything could work but yeah if you've got nothing to bat against it's just bad guys either, either they kind of make them not really bad or, or they're just quite a worst guy I suppose yeah well, who knows? It almost knows? certainly won't happen anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because they, they, they dumped rate. the... Because uh, the, they were going to do Black and Silver, weren't they? Which was Black Cat and... Oh, no, that was a Sony thing. They were going to do mm. Silver Sable and Black Cat, and that's gone. Yes, that is true. And DC... I always, if, you, if, if you have the time, listen, go to the, the DC uh, movie webpage and see how many movies they've got in the works at the moment. It's like 15 or something. None of them will happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of little faith, Colin. Well, not none of them, but most of them are not going to happen, surely. What's coming out this year for DC? I can't remember. Now. Uh, we've like, just got uh, we've just got Aquaman um, on December twenty eighth, if I remember rightly. That's the one with James Wan, right, directing it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which part? I think uh, word is that it's it's a good one. Well, he's Malaysian, so ah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Get more Malaysians directing films. I think he's Malaysian anyway. I need to check now. <laughs> <laughs> he may not be Malaysian. I may just be saying wrong Just, just claim as Jason Momoa, also also Malaysian probably. Um, of course. That's yep. why he's so good. Yes. If only uh, if only Tom Cruise were Malaysian, he wouldn't have won that Razzie. Um, oh, he's Australian. Crap. I just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just Wikipedia him. I'm pretty sure. No, he was born in Malaysia, so he's Malaysian. There you go. <laughs> it's where your body counts. Okay. Where were you born, Zijan? Malaysia. Well, there you go. You and James Wan. I will make such a good compatriots. Film. Exactly. Um, uh, Quentin Tarantino's got a new film coming. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. It's going to have Brad Pitt. It's going to have Leo, isn't it? Um, oh, okay. I think Margot Robbie is in as well. Hmm. Uh, What's it about? Do you know yet? Um, so I'm not sure they've officially said. I think the idea is that. Oh, let me get this right. I think Leo is playing an actor and Brad Pitt's playing his stuntman or something. Okay. But it's. It's based the, the the Manson murders are kind of in the background. Oh yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. but apparently it's not the main focus of the of the movie. Mm. So I think Margot Robbie might be playing um, Sharon Tate, who was murdered, and it's part of that. 
Oh wow! Um, so it's a it's a very weird thing for him to decide to make a film about. Um, well, he does have a quota to meet, right? I I did tell you that he only has ten films. He only decided to make mm. ten films in his lifetime. So, well, this must be Getting his ninth the end of film. It. Yeah. So, uh, I'll be honest. I've only seen one Quentin Tarantino film and decided he's not really for me. <laughs> Which uh, one was this? Uh, Pop Fiction. Ah. Which I'm sure is very impressive, but it's not not my kind of thing at all yep fair enough he is quite an acquired taste i have to say yeah so um, i'm assuming you're not gonna make me watch that one <laughs> no definitely not um speaking about a quiet taste yes um michael bay's next two projects uh. <laughs> will contain <an> adaptation <laughs> is, of is his first project closing the door behind him and the second project locking the door <laughs> i'm afraid not oh. so there's an adaptation of a sci-fi novel called Brace for it, Robopocalypse. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean that's got that's got Michael Bay written on it. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, like robots and apocalypse. I mean, what other Michael Bay films have happened that you know resemble that? Mm. Like, <laughs> I wondered. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's uh, the same writer producer behind Deadpool, as well, who's doing it. Oh, so. Tim Miller. No, he, he was the director, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he's in. So I saw Deadpool for the first time last week. It's, and it's on Netflix now. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, so is that there you go, is he? I say that there are, there are bits I didn't appreciate, but uh by and large, yeah. Yeah. But th- th- there's a there's a funny joke in the middle which I liked a lot still. I like the one about the X Men cast being the uh B rate ones that they could afford to appear in this film. Yes. Yeah, there's some nice little nods to the fact because like right at the start you've got his uh, picture of him as the Green Lantern stuff mm. like that. It's uh that's good fun. Sorry, what and his second project? Uh, they didn't mention it yet. Okay. Fingers crossed for retirement. But Spielberg was actually once attached to the film Robopocalypse. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, so Steven Spielberg was wow. once attached to it. Um, it's actually, I'll tell you a brief synopsis anyway. Okay. It's a war between infected self-aware robots and electronic devices against human beings. Imagine imagine you were involved with this mm-hmm. and, you, and you heard that Spielberg was involved mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh no, sorry, we got Michael Bay instead. That's just... That's the worst news you can get. <laughs> uh, that's, um, okay. Uh, Nine to Five. I've never seen that film, but apparently there's a reboot. Really? Uh, Rashida Jones of uh, of Parks and Recreation fame, among other things, and The Office, um, is writing it, or co-writing oh, okay. it. Okay. Um, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Dolly Parton are all going to be, re- or in, all in talks to return in some way, but uh, oh, wow. they won't be the main cast, apparently. Uh, but it's made me want to watch 9 to 5. Uh, I've not seen 9 to 5 at all. Um, I only I know the song. <laughs> I know Dolly mm, yeah. Parton. And, oh, but have you seen the show Frankie and Grace on Netflix? That's where uh, Tommy no. and uh, Jane Fonda are in it. Um, and they're amazing in it. Like Jane, F- Jane Fonda looks great for e- being 80 years old. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And she's won two Oscars as Jane Fonda. Um, wow. But I, yeah, I think the first time I was, well, I've seen her in a few things, obviously, but the first time I was probably aware of her was um, in the newsroom. She had a kind of recurring role in that. It was yeah. really, really good in that. Um, yes, she was in, I saw it on Golden Pond with her, her father, Henry Fonda, uh, many years ago. Well, well done to her, though. I, I, I do yeah. like her. Yeah, yeah. And Lily Tomlin, she's always, she was great. Yeah, Lily Tomlin is great. Very solid character. I, mm. I, I love both of them. So I, I swing on it. Um, yes. Well, so yeah, I think I'll check out the original one to five, and maybe uh, when that one comes out. Uh, that's all the news I have. Do you have any more news? I think the, the last news I have is a very, very sad news. Anyway, all right. Um, is that John it's Williams? Like Michael Bay is making no, more no, films. No. no, no, no. This is genuine, genuine sad okay. <laughs> piece of news. Uh, John Williams will be quitting Star Wars after his uh, for after his score for Episode Nine is complete. Yeah, that's. John Williams is probably um, the person with the most Oscars um, living, who's still currently living. Uh, most nominations, I think. But, uh, I think most wins as well, didn't he? Uh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's true as well. Okay. Um, I know because uh, Walt Disney has the most, but he's yeah. Um, but I think he's the most okay. uh, wins for uh, yeah. Good man. And you I seem think, you seem very sad about for someone who doesn't bother watching Star Wars films. I know, but it's John Williams, isn't it? Everyone <laughs> it is. knows his score. Like he's yeah. he is part of the reason why Star Wars is as famous as it is, is now. I think. Well, there you then, go. We have to uh, cling on to that episode nine. Yeah. Um, we move on then to our famous segment uh, to C or not to Z. Uh, famous, Colin. Very famous. Very. Everyone fa- knows about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got stopped from the street the other day. So aren't, aren't you the guy who does the to see or not to Z segment? <laughs> I said, how on earth would you know that? It's it's vocal. <laughs> they just said, well, we rec- I recognised your voice. Yeah, um, exactly. I love the other guy on there. <laughs> can you pass on that message to him so he loves you um, oh that's nice that's nice actually, my brother r- regularly tells me that uh, that he thinks you're the best thing about this podcast really yeah oh thanks Simon <laughs> I love you too you're the best thing about Colin <laughs> being his brother I can't disagree with that um, <laughs> we're talking about a film we've seen recently and whether you the listener should see it or not Zed it um, I pass to you as it's tradition dictates yes have you seen a film I saw yes, I have. Uh, I saw Ladybird the other day. Excellent. Yes. Um. So Ladybird is um Oscar nominated coming of age film directed by Greta Gerwig. Yes. Stars I'm gonna mispronounce her name Saoirse Ronan. I think I, I think I spot on. Yeah. Uh, Laurie Metcalf, uh, Lucas Hedges, and Timothy Chalamet. So pretty much lots of the big, uh, hot names for young actors and actresses. Yeah. Really. Apart. Wow. Yeah. Very big names. Really. Indeed. Um. And. Oh, I love this film so much. Mm. I really do. Yeah, I think it's... I, I don't know. I, I have a huge affection for coming-of-age films. And I like that this film is simple. There are no bells and whistles. And it mm. tells a very smart, heartwarming story about the relationship between um, a daughter, um, Lady Bird, played by Saoirse Ronan, and her mum, played by Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. And you, you, did you see the film, Colin? Yeah, I saw it on Friday. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, really funny. Um, Sasha Ronan, outstanding performance from her. She's a really so good actress. Yeah, really well directed. Uh, yeah, I, I think if I'm really nitpicking, there are a couple of characters I thought were a bit broad. Um, yeah. So the, 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 there's this, there's a coach who comes in at one point and, and it gets a lot of laughs, but it felt a bit out of place uh, to me. But uh, yeah, no, wonderful performance. There's great, wonderful screenplay. Uh, um, L- Laurie Metcalf's scene at the airport was... It's mm. heartbreaking, right? Oh. And I felt, yeah, it was good that it kind of issued some of the more obvious teenage angst things. So, yeah, she, she's a, a lot of things you see in those kind of films, like going off and getting drunk or whatever else. Does it? Well, mm. she, she probably does do that. But um, it's it's much more of a real person, I thought, the Ladybird character than you see a lot of the time. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend that one. I think it looks like yeah. what you do as well. Yeah, I do. I think I, I agree about the part that. You you know that these characters love each other. I think my favorite hmm. one of my favorite quotes in the in the film was when you know um the one of the characters was telling uh Sasha Ronan's character that your mother is really hard of on you and she yeah. just replied saying that's because she loves me very much like you they know that you know hmm. it's not like one of those angsty teenage films out there when you know. No, it feels a lot more real. Yeah, it does feel that. Um, and I, I don't know how much it is inspired by Greta Gerwig's own experiences because she, she wrote it as well, didn't she? But um, I imagine she drew a lot on that. So yeah. Ah, one so these, I think Saoirse Ronan's now got three Oscar nominations. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 24 or something. So, I know, so. what have we done, Colin? Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I got the place in a three-legged race once, Colin. What have you done? <laughs> I've only had one Oscar nomination. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I have seen another great film, uh, which weirdly the Oscars overlooked, um, uh-huh. partly because it hadn't been released yet, I guess. So next year's Oscars, uh, Game Night. Now, <laughs> I- <laughs> you told me this was was going to be bad, Zidane. You told me it was going to be bad, and you were wrong. It's it's awesome. Um, so uh, Jason ben- <laughs> I'm glad to be proven wrong, Colin. I'm glad to be proven wrong. Uh, it actually has got very good reviews, like four stars all over the place. But um, yeah, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams play a very competitive couple. And they and their friends have regular game nights. Yep. Uh, Jason's Bateman, Jason Bateman's brother, played by Carl Chandler, uh, comes to visit, and he's very competitive as well. And he says, right, rather than just doing a normal game night, we're going to do this kind of murder, not murder mystery, kind of a mystery type thing uh-huh. where you won't know what's real. I've hired actors and stuff. And then these guys come and kidnap him. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and as is clear from the trailer, everyone thinks this is part of the like the drama, but it turns out to be real. Uh, and so basically it's just them trying to track him down and find out what's going on. But um, yeah, re- really funny. I think a lot of these kind of films, they, they set up, they start up quite well and then just get really stupid. Or is this, I mean, it gets pretty out there, but it always kind of follows a sensible narrative and, and, it, and it still works. Uh, yeah, so I, I, re- I recommend this one. Lots of good jokes. Mm. A lot of the good jokes are in the trailer, in fairness, uh, which is okay. a, a bit of an issue. But um, uh. yeah, Jason Bateman, I don't think I've seen him 
do so well in the film. He's, he's kind of classic Jason Bateman character. He's yeah. he's not really stretching himself that much, but he's got some, some good material to work with. Um, okay. yeah, good fun time. Cool. I'll definitely look forward to watching. Yeah. <laughs> not just because Rachel McAdams is in it. Although that doesn't <laughs> hurt. <laughs> I look forward to watching it. Good stuff. Uh, we move to the main segment of today, which is actors who have played multiple characters. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, yes, we yes, do. Yes. Um, I broke mine down into one, two, three, four, five different sec- sections. Segments. You always do this, Colin. I broke my down- mind down to one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really breaking it down, is it? <laughs> one, one gigantic section. Well, lazy, I call that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some, so as you say, twins is is one of them. Um, well, I've put siblings, but I assume they are all twins. Um, one of them is just playing lots and lots of different roles. One of them is playing two key roles um, where they're not siblings. Uh, one of them is uh, a main role and then cameo roles, and then the last one is a kind of panto style. Um, so there's quite, a, I say panto style because there's a classic thing like um, I think it's only Peter Pan maybe, but in, in Peter Pan, it's classic to have Captain Hook played by the same person who plays the children's mother. Yes. Um, so what I was thinking of there, well, let's start off with, with The Wizard of Oz. Um, so at the beginning of Wizard of Oz and at the end, spoilers for Wizard of Oz, um, Dorothy is surrounded by all these people. I have, have family and neighbours, in my view. Mm-hmm. And they're also playing all the characters in the in, in Oz. Yes. So they're doing the, um, playing the, the lie and the Wicked Witch, all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think sometimes can be kind of a... I like that, though. Yeah, it's good fun. I think it's probably not trying to make too much of a point um, as a kind of a oh, this, uh, her brother's really a witch or whatever else well, it's not a mother but, um, but it's good fun um, it's good to spot them as well certainly at the end you can say oh that's the lion oh that's the tin man or something. I think they did that in Peter Pan as well right when uh, Jason Isaacs was playing the father okay. of, of Wendy John and Michael and then he was playing Captain Hook as well yeah so that's that's very classic mm. uh thing to do um the, the only, this is a very small section because the only other one i've got is uh, jumanji mm. uh, which i didn't realize um oh i can't remember the name of the the guy the hunter the guy who tries to shoot them in uh i do i have that on my list is it jonathan hyde yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whatever the name that is but he also plays um with well, the robin williams character plays his father at yes the beginning. yes the- so that's a very uh very obvious take, but uh, well, quite yeah, quite a nice thing to say. He's been he's been, his abusive father effectively is also is still hunting him in the game. I thought it was was, quite, he, uh, was he abusive? Not well, really, I mean, was he? Not, maybe negligent rather than abusive. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Um, so that's 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 fun. I think you can only really do that in those kind of fantasy type films. Yes, when you go into a different realm. And, yeah, yeah. Let's, what have you got? Let's go for. <laughs> no, we will just fit into your categories. I think let's do the one where. People play multiple roles. Let's do that. Um, so there's a film called um, Kind Hearts and Coronets, mm-hmm. which is an eating comedy, uh, and it stars Alec Guinness. Uh, and basically the idea is that uh, someone, I, oh, I can't remember the Yes, I can't remember the name of the character or the actor, but it has is trying to inherit a fortune, has to kill off all the members of this family in order to get it, basically, and they're all played by Alec Guinness. So it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 played less for laughs than I thought it might be. In that, I mean, it's a comedy, so the whole thing is, but it's not not a kind of oh look, it's Alec Guinness again. It's just a well, yes, his families look like each other. Um, is that an old film? Yeah, yeah. Um, I could because I've not heard of it before. No, so, so eating comedies were kind of a big thing in in. Um, in Britain, to, uh, uh, Google when they were made because uh, <laughs> things like um, the original Lady Killers is one of those. Uh, Passport to Pimlico, uh, so they're made in the forties and fifties. So it's yeah, L- London based largely, and yeah, much loved. Okay, there you go. Yes, the the Dascoyne family, the impover- a son of it, um, murders eight members, family members, all played by by Alec Guinness. So wow. I think I first came across this when there was a crossword based around it. I thought, oh, I'll check that out. Yeah, that's interesting, but I'm not sure whether I'll watch the film, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's fun. I'm not sure. It's probably, a, yeah, you probably maybe have to be British to enjoy it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, I think I've grown accustomed. Yeah, to... we'll give it a try, but um, yeah. Uh, one, <laughs> that, one that you definitely have seen i think yes. not actually it's not definite uh cloud atlas yes yes that's why that's why i brought up this category because i wanted right. to mention it briefly Go for uh, it. well because uh this book uh the book itself is about reincarnation really all um uh, linking between between different types of stories like um and you'll get 
the same actor playing different characters in different stories. So Cloud Atlas basically tells six different stories, mm. um, which are in different, um, which have different tones, different genres, different kinds of stories altogether. And then you see the main characters, so Tom Hanks and Halle Berry and Hugo yes. Weaving and Ben Whishaw, all playing multiple characters in each of the diff- each of the stories. Yep. yep. Um, because they are trying to you know evoke the sense of um, reincarnation and you know, love links everything together and how one thing leads to another, etc., etc. Yeah, I, I never really, I, I never really figured out what the film was trying to tell me. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing them all in their different guises. I, some of them better than others. Some of them better. I, I thought it was slightly awkward when they were um, pretending to be Asian. Um, yeah, as I say, some of them better than others. <laughs> but yes, I, by the end of it, I think, well, I was expecting more to tie it together, I guess. Mm. I'll read the book, if you haven't yet. Yeah, I, I've heard that this, the book's yeah, an improvement. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, no, it's very impressive. It's the, it's the Wachowskis, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Wachowski siblings. As we have to call them these days. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, very, certainly an inc- incredible thing to take on. Uh, it is. It's quite epic, because to balance all the six different kind of genres, must take, it must be quite an undertaking. Yes. In itself. I have the, the Back to the Future sequels. Um, <laughs> I have that as well, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they do it at all in, in the first Back to the Future. I'm confident they don't. But yes, in, in Back to the Future 2 and 3, they, uh, Michael J. Fox in particular plays several characters. Um, so obviously he plays the main main role, but um, also plays his own son and his own daughter. Mm. Um, you know, of fairly, course, why not? Fairly uh, disturbing visual <laughs> uh, in Back to the Future 2. And, and similarly... Uh, yeah, and um, Thomas F. Wilson plays Biff and Griff. Mm-hmm. As, as you would. Great yes, names as well. Makes sense. And then Back to Feature 3, Michael J. Fox plays uh, his great, great, whatever, um, grandfather with a rather corny Irish accent. Um, <laughs> Seamus McFly, if I remember correctly, but I, I might have got that wrong. Um, indicating that uh, whilst his own father looks nothing like him, if you go back enough generations, you look, he looks exactly like him. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how genetics work, Colin. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I look like my great-great-grandfather, is that? Yes, definitely. I Even can't... though you only have like one sixteen of his yeah. hands. I can't prove sec- you wrong. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's, I think that works. I mean, Michael J. Fox is great. Uh, I think he plays off, pulls off those roles nicely. It's, it's all quite fun. Mm. Um, I, it's... Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have hired someone else to play it, but but why not? Why not, right? Yeah, you can get multiple Michael J. Foxes, and then you, there's various others. So uh, Strickland is is the is the principal at the school, and he plays the sheriff back in 1885. Things like that. Um, I'm sure there's yes, Biff also plays Mad Dog Tannen, and Thomas F. Wilson plays him. So um, yes, it's just a, a rejig. But yeah, it's it, it works. It works mm. nicely. It's good. Um, I think there's one more on the list. Well. Does does Eddie Murphy in the Nutty Professor count? Uh, I've not seen that. Really. Have you not seen it? Well, he plays the entire family. His it's, family. It's the clumps, isn't it? Yeah, he plays his dad, his mom, and his grandmother. Well, maybe I have seen this film actually. But uh, he, he did that quite a lot. Um, I, know, I know we're talking Eddie Murphy films later. Yes. But since I've not seen these, because um, he did it in Norbit, didn't he? Yes, yeah. he did it in Norbit. I haven't seen Norbit, but I'm, yeah, he apparently did it in Norbit as well. Apparently, it's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite quite a thing for him back in the day. I think it's quite common in comedy back in the days as well, right? Like I think Adam Sandler did it in what's that very back film, Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I assume actors don't get paid more for playing multiple roles, so it's a good cost saving measure for the uh... <laughs> especially for comedy films. Yeah, in the, in the early episodes of Red Dwarf, pretty much every episode they seem to play multiple versions. I I, I always thought it was because they couldn't afford a bigger cast. Mm. Uh, I've got a few more on this, so um. Oh, go on. So, Doctor Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Wearing and Love the Bomb. Um, Peter Sellers plays, I think, four different characters, maybe? Mm. And I think there's going to be more, but they cut one or two of them. Um, I'll be honest, I've never warmed to Stanley Kubrick. I just don't get Stanley Kubrick's work. Uh, I've seen three or four of his films and didn't like any of them. Um, this is no different. I didn't find it funny. I just sat through it. And I know people love this film, and I know it's an absolute classic. But I, I just didn't didn't appreciate it at all. I'm not sure I've seen any Stanley Kubrick films, to be fair. No, it's a 2001 Space Odyssey and The Shining I've seen. I think that maybe. Yeah, I've definitely not three. seen any at all. Yeah. Um, at some point, I'll watch Eyes Wide Shut because it's got Tom Cruise in it, but I haven't done yet. Um, apparently, it's his worst one anyway. <laughs> okay. 
You have uh, to watch it, Colin. You need to complete your Tom Cruise. I do, don't I? Collection. I do. Yeah, at some point I'm gonna have to buy the Mummy on DVD, and I'm not looking forward to that. Day. <laughs> well, gay for a quit or something. Yeah, I'm gonna wait a few years. I think. Um, uh, what else? Well, um, I talked uh, previously about what happened to Monday, which is a terrible film. Mm-hmm. Oh, on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Nimi Rapace plays uh, seven siblings. Um, who's basically their only difference characteristics for the colour of their hair <laughs> um, and what clothes they wear. It's a bad film. I'd say it's possibly the worst film I saw last year. <laughs> uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, they do that. I mean, all the Monty Python, they, they play lots of different things. It almost feels like cheating because it's really, probably less than some, but it, it, Monty Python is, is really a bunch of sketches put together with a kind of vague narrative threat, thread. So it makes sense that they play different characters. Mm. Um, well, uh, Joe Vol- versus the Volcano I mentioned before but that, that's slightly odd in that Meg Ryan plays three characters mm-hmm. I think and they're all there doesn't seem to be any reason for that <laughs> I mean other than I guess cost saving or whatever but there's no great link between them there's no there's no great message as far as I can work out so they're not like siblings or anything they're just no, so three characters basically yeah someone that Tom Hanks works with which is because I knew she was in it, and I was thinking, this is a really small role. Why she? And then there's just someone who happens to be on a boat somewhere and doesn't do much, and then someone yeah. falls in love with, and they think, well, didn't really need to have her play the other roles as well. <laughs> they didn't have any extras then. Yeah, maybe that was it. Just, I suppose she was just sitting, sitting in the trailer. It's like, hey, yeah. Meg, she fancy doing a blackhead role as well. <laughs> do you want to hit us with some twins? Uh, yes. So, Lindsay Lohan in Parent Trap. Yes. And Katie Mills in Parent Trap, I guess. But, yeah, uh, I haven't seen the original one, but um, I grew up watching the Lindsay Lohan one. Um, every Saturday. Well, not every Saturday, but I've seen it <laughs> plenty, many times, actually. Okay, fair Yeah, I know. I, we, 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 talked about those, it, we talked about it last time, didn't we? And I can't remember I, why. But, uh, I think so, too. I used to have those VHS tapes. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we used to keep playing um, Lindsay Lohan in Parent Trap quite often. It's just fun. You know, we watch it yeah. when you're young. It's funny, there are some films I've seen so many times because we had them on VHS when, I, when the entire video collection was, yeah, like 20 films or so. Mm. Yeah. I have I have seen that, but not for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether it ages well or not, but it's a decent concept. Uh, it's, not, it's an awful concept. <laughs> Did she bring um, distinctive characteristics to each of the, the siblings? One was British. Oh, yeah. One was American, so yes. That's pretty distinctive. Very distinctive, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I was wrong. I was wrong to doubt Lindsay Lohan's acting prowess. Of course. Look how far she's come since then. Yeah. <laughs> she did Mean Girls, and then Mean Girls was good, though. Mean Girls was pretty good, yeah. She, then she just, yeah, never mind. Um, uh, how about a uh, legend, Tom Hardy, playing uh, both the Cray twins? I don't see legend. Uh, Tom Hardy is fantastic in that. So uh, the Cray Twins, kind of London gangsters, very famous um, over here. And uh, the film itself is, isn't is brilliant. It's kind of a fairly obvious lot of time. It has this really weird framing mechanism where it's narrated by a dead girl. But um, uh, yeah, Tom Hardy, and he yeah, very clearly brings two very different forms. I mean, they're both thugs, but one of them is kind of a fairly, uh, uh, kind of almost fairly effeminate like character. And, and the other one isn't. And, one of them wears glasses, which helps. Okay. <laughs> so that's how you tell twins apart, right? One wears glasses and the other doesn't. Well, that's how you told me and Simon apart for a while, but then I got glasses as well. But since <laughs> he ne- never wears his glasses, it's still uh, still distinctive. But, but yeah, I'm pretty sure like, twins would both wear glasses, wouldn't they? Like They would share the same genetic traits. Uh, no, no, I'm not a twin. You're a twin, Colin. Um, no, that's nonsense. Um, Is that nonsense, really? <laughs> well, there's, there's various very reasons that you might need glasses. Uh, so not all genetic. So uh, you could damage your eyesight. But no, I I, I didn't wear glasses till some years after Simon. Oh, So I start, started wearing glasses in 2007. Uh, I can't remember when he started, but it's before that. Interesting. There you go. Um, uh, I, what next I have? Army Hammer in the social network. Yep. As uh, the... I couldn't know what the twins are, but I forgot their names. The Winklevoss. The Winklevoss twins. The ones who came up with the Facebook idea but was stolen by Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> um, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, as, as the great line in that film is, uh, if you'd have invented Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. Uh, which I enjoyed. Yes, I, I'd never heard of Army Hammer before this one. Me too. Uh, and 
yeah, I think it was only watching the behind the scenes I realised it wasn't just they hadn't just hired twins. <laughs> it was a uh, it was very impressive. I think it's like just things like getting them both rowing in the same boat. That's got to be yeah. hard to. That's got to be hard to do. They weren't very distinctive characters, though. The Michael Ross twins. No, they're effectively the same person, weren't they? Yeah, really. But I mean, Hammer's doing well for himself since um, "Call Me by Your Name." Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's no no real awards buzz for him personally, but yeah, that was a very well received film. Yeah. So rumors are he's going to be the new Batman. Uh, well, I can see him. You know, he has the the chin for it. Yes, it's all about that chin. I really Which enjoyed "Man from Uncle." I'm disappointed they're not coming back to that. Uh, um, <laughs> I only put this one on the list because I thought it would annoy you um, Now You See Me Too uh, Yes, that annoys me so much Colin <laughs> why? Why, would you, why would you trigger me, Colin? I'm triggered <laughs> That's the what Woody, they call it Woody Harrel- that's, That is what they call it Woody Harrelson plays, uh, plays uh, It's really a main character and, and, a, and a cameo really because his brother doesn't turn up for long I watched Now You See Me Too I need to watch it I watched it on Netflix Oh, okay, that's good. That's much better. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not very good. Yeah, well, I'm surprised. Like, <laughs> it's still the first one is so much better. Yeah. Um, how about Bowfinger? Have you seen Bowfinger? No, I've not seen Bowfinger. Ah, oh, that's good. It's um Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess uh, well, maybe I should have left it to later. But um, he yeah. he, the, the premise of that film is um that Steve Martin is filming uh, a film with this this biggest one of the biggest movie stars on the planet, played by Eddie Murphy. Um, and their idea is basically just to follow him around, filming him when he doesn't know he's being filmed, and to make a film out of that. But then uh, they find his his twin brother and get him to appear in the film instead. But oh. it's actually it's very funny. Um, it's one of the one of the very few Steve Martin films that I've found funny. Do <laughs> you not like Steve Martin films in general? I've not seen mass of them, but the ones I have seen, I've not particularly enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, I've not seen that. Um, I have only one more twin film on my list. Oh, yes. But that could be a spoiler. Yes, I've got that one as well. Let's let's leave that one because <laughs> I, I think mean, that's because I think that's a really good. I'm, I'm assuming it's the same one I've got. Yes, but, uh, it has to be the same one. But that's a great twist that I did not see coming. So I don't want to ruin that for anyone. Yes. So. Uh, um, <laughs> <I'm> yeah. <laughs> but it was done very well. Um, I've also got Hail Caesar, Tilda Swinton plays God of Bill, and uh, Hot Fuzz. Bill Bailey plays uh, two people. Although I didn't actually. I think I'm not I've sure seen Hot Fuzz. Yeah, so the guy behind the desk, it's Bill Bailey, but um, you you keep seeing him during the film, and it's only right at the end that you see both of them and realise it was twins the whole time. Oh, yes! Which I thought was quite funny. Uh, uh, what else we got? So I've got two roles that aren't twins. Speaking of Michael Bay, have you, The Island. I have seen The Island. That's one with Ewan McGregor and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson before she uh, started making good film choices. Um, <laughs> I still like the cinema. Uh, it's not, it's not Michael Bay's worst film, but uh, <laughs> so it definitely they, they, isn't. They both play replicas, clones, clones, effectively. Yes, uh, and the people themselves. I wouldn't bother watching it. Don't you have a clones category, Colin? I don't. There are a few co- clones in my list. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, apart from the um, non the film we can't mention because there are yes. clones in there as well. <laughs> ah, maybe we're thinking about different films. <laughs> Remember, they're, they're clones and they're twins. Oh, yes. Yes, there are. You're right. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's, all, it's also got Scarlett Johansson in it. Um, if you can piece together all these clues. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, that is true. Uh, what other clones I have? Um, I have... Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman in Logan. Yes, yeah. Because he's played his, uh, the more vicious clone, I think. The X-23 is or 24. Or... Yeah, one of the X's, basically. And then who came and basically fighting him. So you got a Jackman on Jackman fight. Yes, Jackman. Which, Hugh, Hugh why would you want? Yeah. That's good. And that's all the clones I have. Um, I guess there's also... Uh, like Superman 3 I've got here. I'm not sure it's really a clone. This is, um, so uh, Superman 3... Not not the best of the Superman films, um, but there's a, a great scene. So basically, Superman turns evil for a bit, and then they they didn't really feel they had to explain what was happening in a lot of the earliest Superman films. <laughs> so in this junkyard, basically, he splits Superman and Clark Kent, and they have a fight. Uh, so which is a, Clark Kent fought with Superman. Yes, uh, and it's a great scene, uh, even if it's absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So he's not really a clone as a split, but um, yeah, 
Is it the Superman? There's a scene in Superman Four, which I haven't actually seen, but where he he builds a wall with his eyes. I may have mentioned it before, but there's no bricks or anything. He just looks at a wall and it gets built. They he was really they were very liberal with his powers back then. They certainly were. Anyway, that's the only good bit of Superman Three. Wall building. No, that, no, the uh, the the junkyard split personality, <laughs> junkyard, uh, split personality fight. Um, yes, I, I looked at a list of films featuring players playing multiple roles, and they they put down various films with with split personalities. I'm not sure I really count that because they're not was, really. Isn't James McAvoy with split? Yeah, so that film. was on the list. And I think well, that's not. He's not really. I mean, it's not like they can meet each other, is it? Is it? No, they're just the same character. Hmm. Um, film called The Double, um, directed by Richard Ayoade. It's a very weird. It's based on a book. I can't remember. It's a Dostoevsky, I think maybe. Uh, a short story, probably. Um, Jesse Eisenberg plays a kind of this really kind of loserish office worker. He's got no friends. He's really yeah lives alone. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. Um, and then his exact double starts working there as well and is really really popular. But no one else notices that he looks the same as him. <laughs> um, which is a really weird concept. And it's it's very very stylized filming. It's um. Yeah, it's not naturalistic at all, but it's it's it kind of bodes well, I think. It shows kind of rich. Ayoade is a very imaginative director. Uh, the film itself, I think, is a maybe not a perfect film, but I think I'd certainly check out his other stuff. I've not seen Submarine, which he also did. But, um, well, he's directed more films then, since then. Well, Submarine was before that. But, um, oh, okay. So, so I wow. think it's his second film. But, um, so, yeah, but I'd check. i certainly keep an eye out for what he's doing. Because mm, uh, now he's just hosting the Crystal Maze. Yeah. Yes, it's a weird old career. Um Obviously, you've got Austin Austin Powers, where Mike Myers plays Austin Powers and Doctor Evil. Um, Classic. And I've got Dan Dave, which I think I talked about before, which is but Kevin Klein plays the American president, and a guy called Dave, who gets mistaken for the American president, and then lives as the American president for a while. Which I think some, is something like a prince and a pauper couch. Yeah, story, I, I mentioned it? this one again. I can't remember. What. I think I think it made it into my list of top ten D films. In fact, <coughs> um, somewhere near the bottom of the list, but uh, it's good fun. <laughs> Yeah, so we had, we had two people playing two different characters, right? People playing two different characters. Uh, yes. There's Face Off. You don't mention Face Off. No, I, again, I didn't really Does count, count Face Off. No. Well, I, I saw it on the list, but I think, well, okay, they're playing themselves and they're playing someone else with their face on, but it's it's not like they're playing two different people. They're, they're literally just... Like, uh, they're playing two different people. Well, fine, okay. That's how science works. When is it remove? Is... You'll put your face on mine, Colin. That's what happens. Yes. I think it's yes. No one's going to comment on the difference in size, oh, weight, anything, Colin, and, and the rest of the body. It's just it's just the face. <laughs> I think it's amazing that the, the wife of John Travolta's character isn't going to notice. It's like, <laughs> it's like, well, everything about you seems different apart from your face, but I'm sure that's fine. Mm. You worked out. I can yeah. tell. Yeah, that's a great film, though. I mean, it's absolutely nonsense, obviously. It's John Woo, isn't it? But um, mm. It's a classic. It is. It is. Um, Ocean's 12. We're Julia, about Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts plays herself as well as uh, as well as well Tess. Um, they've got a great subplot where they're like saying to Tess, you look like Julia Roberts. Well, in fact, they didn't mention Julia Roberts' name, I don't think. They say, you look just like her, and she has to go and pretend to be Julia Roberts' part of the heist. <laughs> which, when I saw it, I thought it was brilliant. I think looking back is probably absolutely ghastly, but um, I enjoyed it. I don't think I liked any of the later Ocean's film. I liked the first one, but that's about it. They're all better, I think, than the original Frank Sinatra one. Oh, really? <laughs> Which oh, okay. is absolutely nonsense. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to look forward to watching that then. I think it's, it's all right, but it's just, I think it's symptomatic of the time because in the Ocean's 11 and 12 and 13, you can have kind of these really meticulously planned heists and have the rope pulled out from under you and all this, whereas the, the first one is just couple of guys in a bar sitting there and chatting. That's your work. Yeah. Uh, the only other stuff I've got on my list um, is Night at the Museum 2, uh, where Amy Adams plays uh, Amelia Earhart and also another character um, who's not there for much. She reminds me a bit of Bedazzled, the remake, uh, where Brendan Fraser falls in love with the, this girl and then Weird, yes, he spends his time time pining after this one girl, mm. which and and uses the devil as played by Liz Hurley to try and win win her over, and, and in the end realizes you can't do that, you can't win love that way, blah blah blah. But then he helps his neighbour move in, and she is played by the same actress, which is just weird. <laughs> well, well, why why does this remind you of Night at the Museum too? Though, cause it wasn't really a love interest, was it? 
Uh, it was supposed to be, I think. So he oh. had, had this good time with Emilio Hard, and he's like, well, but, you, but you're not real, and all this, so I can't possibly have a relationship with you. Oh, but I've met someone play, also played by Amy Adams. Oh, yes. Because go. it's her great-granddaughter, Colleen. That's how it works, remember? Oh, okay. All right. She did not make it into Night at the Museum 3. Um, so clearly that was a short-lived, uh, short-lived <laughs> romance. Oh, well. Amy Adams became too famous after that. Yes, I'm going to say she's not taking that role on. Um, I've also got Mary Poppins on here, where Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke had a cameo as... Uh, Father, no, the banker. Uh, yeah, the, the kind of the, the retired, the top of that, the banker who, mm. who was very very old. And with the list of the cameos, they gave him his name as an acronym, not acronym, anagram. And then, uh, oh, that's cool. And then they kind of move it into place to show you what they're doing. I guess that was fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I just saw the trailer for the new Mary Poppins. Um, mm. looking forward for it. Too. Yeah, that looks that looks intriguing. Uh, are we done? I think so. We move on to Actor Factor, where we discuss the films of a particular actor. And this week, it, indeed, Fortnite, it is Eddie Murphy. As It'll be quick, though. Yeah, it turns out I've not seen many Eddie Murphy films either. Yeah, me too. And we mentioned <laughs> most of them in the previous round as well. Brilliant. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so, well, Eddie Murphy is mostly uh, known for his comedic roles, right? So, yes. I think, yeah, so The Nazi Professor was the first one I saw him in, which I also loved that film when I was younger. It's basically him uh, playing a very... F- uh, fat professor yes who found a slimming pill and then it became Eddie Murphy once he had that mm. and then he realised that this Eddie Murphy character was actually a separate distinctive characteristic from yes. his fat persona and wants to remain thin forever and be remain that so it was very funny I love that film um, the only bit I really recall from it is he's at towards the beginning he's at some club and the comedian is making fun of him for being fat and he yes he that was that film as well. Yeah. Yes. And his whole family members were played by him. And they were all fat as well. So... Eddie uh, Murphy know. always struck me as a comedian who who relies heavily on the fat suit for his laughs. Um, Not I'm, all of them, though, right? No, but it's, there's some actors in some periods in their career who who have run out of... <laughs> good comic material I, I'm not the biggest fan of Eddie Murphy I, I know people love his, his 80s stuff um, the only 80s thing I've seen him in is Beverly Hills Cop and I don't really remember anything about it um, That I guess the whole 80s comedy thing not really my not really my bag um, mm. so I mentioned Bowfinger which I thought was great at the time I haven't seen it for a while so I wonder if it still holds up but uh, yeah I thought it was good fun uh, obviously he's done the Shrek films yes which I love the first Shrek film I thought it was very fun very meta very on your nose referencing to yeah, yeah, yeah. animated films and it was the first film that won the best Os- the Oscar for best animated film as well there you go mm. trivia but then it got downhill from there then it just got worse and worse yeah no, I, 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 I agree um, I started watching him in Meet Dave and I gave up that was terrible <laughs> okay um, Dream Girls he actually uh, there was talk he was going to win the Oscar for that but uh, he was nominated he didn't, didn't win any. There, there was a rumour that he didn't win because of Norbit um, which seems a bit odd, but they kind of say because that was his next film, and they don't want they don't want to not to be advertised as Oscar winner Eddie Murphy. Um, I, I don't think that's true. But Dream Girls, yeah, he plays kind of a impresario, I think, for a band which is basically the Supremes, but for copyright reasons or whatever else, they couldn't call the Supremes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's very good. It's um, good in that kind of unusually straight role for him. Was he the main love interest as well? Oh yes, I think he might have been. Beyonce's character. Hmm. Yes, because he promotes her above the rest, and yes, Jen- that's Jennifer Hudson isn't happy at all. No, and she sings a very powerful song. And mm. won an Oscar for that. So she did. Too she bad, did. Beyonce. What's she doing these days? <laughs> she's doing the voice or something. Uh who? Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing the voice. Yeah. Um, the only other one I've got on here is Tower Heist, which I've not seen. I've heard bad things about it. It's not good. Um. <laughs> What else can I say? The car, the car is made out of gold. That's the whole plot. I've, I've spoiled the film for you, so you don't need to watch it now. Mm. There's this whole thing about where's he hiding all the gold? It's the car. The car is gold. You Classic. got any more? Yeah. Uh, mine are all family comedies that I've seen him in because I watched him a lot when I was younger. Right. So after the Nazi Professor, I saw Doctor Doolittle. Oh yes, I have seen those things. Yes. Yeah, uh, I also saw the the Haunted Mansion. I don't know that one. Okay. Mm. Which is quite fun as well. I mean, they're just all light-hearted fun you watch when you're younger. Um, and uh, obviously Mulan, which I love. So, so do we have a, a best Eddie Murphy film? Yeah, they're all about the same. I just like Mulan because yeah, okay. it's great. And a worst one? Probably Shrek something. 
three yep. or four. Yeah, I'll go Shrek something. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first one, but something else. Yeah, after. something after that. Um, next time, we and again, I'm not sure how many we'll have, but um, Richard Gere. I'm sure you've seen a few Richard Gere films. Um, I've seen I've seen Pretty Woman. There you go. Um, you must have seen Chicago. Yeah, I've seen Chicago. There you go. Got at least two to talk about next time. Um, and we move on as uh, over to the quiz uh, where Zijan, you're winning the year quite competitively. I know, right? right? Yes. Uh, clearly, your question's too hard. Um, <laughs> That's not that true, Colin. <laughs> in honour of his Oscar, uh, we are quizzing on Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yes. I will go first. Okay. In Mimic, a breed of genetically engineered insects is created with what biblical name? Uh, is it Judas? It is Judas. You've been doing your research, I see. Uh, so, in which of Del Toro's feature films did he play Guy Dressed as Dragon? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> guy Dressed as Dragon. That's probably the ones he's made. Uh, yeah, not many films that he's made. Yeah, it's relatively so. few, isn't it? I'm gonna have a stab at uh, Pacific Rim. No, it's Hellboy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question two: In what country, or which country, was The Shape of Water filmed? Oh, was it filmed? Hmm. Ah, uh, this. Uh, it's set in America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Um, was it Mexico? I thought you might guess that. It's Canada. Ah, oh, dang it. And in fact, I think they were filming was I was there, but I didn't didn't run into them. Okay. Question two. Uh, Doug Jones has collaborated with Del Toro in, on many of his films. Yes. But which was his first? Ooh. Um, uh, I'm going to say... Oh, no. Because yes, he's definitely been in Pan's Labyrinth, and obviously he was in... Sort of, um... I'm going to deduct a point for every single... <laughs> uh, I mean... I had... Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say, am I going to? No, I'm going to pause more. <laughs> going to do some more pausing. Um, while you Google the answer. While I say the devil's backbone. Wrong, it's Mimic. Okay. You uh, played the giant cockroach monster. Okay. It turns out I've not seen any Guillermo del Toro films apart from... Uh, yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> um, question three for you. Who played Dr. Newt Geisler in Pacific Rim? Ah. <sighs> Man, Newt Geisler, Newt Geisler, Cap. Okay, let me pause for as long as you did. Yeah, please. I'll, da, 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 the difference I, is, I'll, I'll be cutting mine out. Whereas I'll be leaving, <laughs> leaving this one. I know he's collaborated, co- collaborated with many people. Um, how many? Is it not? Doug, it's not Doug Jones. <sighs> uh, I'm gonna go with Idris Elba. Uh, it's Charlie Day. Oh yes, mm. I forget he was in it. Yeah, good old Charlie Day. Mm. Okay, the devil's backbone. Yes, is set during which war, which is also the backdrop for Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, the Spanish Civil War. That's correct. Uh, question four for you: Who made an uncredited appearance as Ivan Klamitovich in Hellboy? Uh, what's the name of the uh, Ivan Klamitovich? I might be I might be mispronouncing that. Oh. Klamitovich. You really ramped up the difficulty in these questions, Colin. Hey, I'm losing. A cameo, Colin. The cameo. It's, uh, I'm going to go with Charlie Hannum. Well, it's Guillermo del Toro, suggesting that this must be the man dressed as the dragon. The dragon, uh, yeah, he has to be. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Question f- uh, four for me is, what's the name of uh, the antagonist in Pan's Labyrinth? A pale-skinned humanoid demon with eyeballs in the palms of his hand. Oh. There's a most famous scene. Yeah, no, I, I, know, I know the creature, I can picture it. Um... I'm going to go for... No. <laughs> I, I was reading about this, and, and Tia Mode is, is, is a creature that, I, that is very similar to, but I don't think that was actually the name of this creature. Um, but I'm not going to think of anything, so I'm just going to say Tia Mode. It's called The Pale Man. Uh, of course. Played by Doug Jones, I believe. Yes, Doug Jones, yeah. Okay, question five for you. Um, for Pan's Labyrinth, Del Toro was offered double the production budget if he did what? If you did what? What? Is this questions, Colin? This is a question that did not come from Wikipedia. It's very unusual for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. Surprisingly. <laughs> uh, he'll get double the budget if... Oh, I have no clue, man, Colin. Go on. Yeah. Uh, if he made the film in English. Oh, really? Wow. Mm. 
And he refused that as well. Yeah. Wow. According to some website I found. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I hope the website they found is um legit. It was hmv.co.uk, if I remember rightly. So, um, uh-huh. Okay, we're doing really well. Um, I so. know, or really badly. So we're tight for one off. One off. But I think you can squeeze the win with this question anyway, okay. the last one I have. Okay. Uh, the Shiva Water won Oscar for Best Film in Academy Awards. Yes. Making it the first fantasy film to do so since which other film? Uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King. That's correct. 2 1. Hurrah, my first victory of the year. Not the most comprehensive of victories. No, <laughs> that's so sad, Colin. But delightful. Um, yes, I've had to claim that this is the first sci-fi film ever to win. I'm not sure it's really sci-fi, but no, me neither. I don't know which bit of sci-fi at all. Yeah. Uh, what are we quizzing on next time? We're quizzing on Tim Burton films, which do not star Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. Um, what's what's our main topic for next time, Zijan? Honestly, in episode fifty next time, I think. Oh yes, we've reached a milestone. To, to celebrate our fiftieth episode, we are doing Alicia Vikander in Tomb Raider. Yep, <laughs> and we'll see you then. Bye.